Merry Christmas, everybody. That was my reminder to just take a breath. Um, I just have a quick thought that I want to share with you this morning as we prepare to go on our way and spend time with family. Um, If you're new, haven't been with us for the last number of weeks, we've been going through this series called The Generous Life and how it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we've been going through very meticulously looking at this idea of generosity, not as the world, not as society would teach us, but as God would teach us. And so we looked at how, in the first week, how maybe the generous life is the way to be healthier and wealthier and more fulfilled, that actually it is in the giving that we find fulfillment. It's in the giving that we find the life that we're looking for, not in the receiving and the hoarding and the accumulating of all the stuff. And then the next week we looked at how um, true generosity is when we give to those who aren't able to give back. True generosity is when we find those who are really in need, who really need a help or just a, not a handout, but just that extra little boost in this season to say, you know what, I want to help you, I want to bless you with this, and, and, and there's, either they can't or they won't, or they, and you don't expect anything back. True generosity is when we give to those who can't give back. In fact, <coughs> <coughs> This morning, I want to talk about the one thing that we can give and we'll never get back. See, it's easy to give out of our surplus. Oh, and that's what we talked about last week. I blanked and I remembered. Um, Last week, we talked about how everyone can give something. It doesn't always have to be financial. It doesn't always have to be, and even if you just have a little, uh, you give from the little, not from the abundance. That's where true generosity starts. We looked at the poor widow who had... all that she could have mustered together was less than the value of two pennies, and yet she's able to fill the, throw it into the offering. And this morning, I want to challenge us with the one thing that we can give that we can never get back. One of the things I always find interesting is when we get to Christmas, lots of people are really excited to be with family, but then they kind of think about it, and they're like, oh, I'm going to be so tired after this. I'm going to be just drained about after, because some, you know, some of us like our families, and we're going to be honest, some of us have a tough time with our families. Is that a fair statement to make? No one's admitting that, because we're like, no, we all love our families. You're all great Christian people that just never have any issues with anyone who's really close to you. I know, I get it, it's just me. Um, but Christmas time can be really can be really draining. And one of the things I wonder is if maybe the reason it gets draining is that we get into this holiday time and we kind of get into holiday mode and, and we, we get into vacation mode and we're just like, we have all this extra time. And it's amazing how we live in a society where we have all these things that help us kill time. We have all these things that help us waste time, as if time was a commodity that could be wasted, as if it was something that, you know, it, we'll get it back eventually, we'll, we'll um, <clears throat> there's an abundance of it somewhere, and we just need to find more time, but it's the one thing that you'll never get back. Once today is over, you never get today back. You'll never get these moments back, you never get these hours back, you never, you never get it back. In fact, when people get to the end of their life, the thing that they regret most is usually how they spent their time. 
It's not how they spent, it's not the time that they spent with people, it's not the investments that they made, but it's the time where they put it to something that really didn't pan out in the end. I wish I'd spent more time with my family. I wish I'd spent more time with my friends. I'd wish I'd spent more time on the things that really, truly mattered most. And it's interesting when we talk about spending time because we, have a, we live in a society that we often feel like we're strapped for time. We, and you talk to anybody, it just feels like we never have enough of it. This idea of spare time is a luxury that many of us, we were like, what is that? I don't know what spare time is. I'm running from one place to the other. And if you've got young kids, or, well, I'm learning as I talk to older parents, it doesn't matter what age your kids are. You're still running all over the place trying to, like, help and do everything you need to do. And it just, it never stops. You never stop being a parent. You never stop running and helping and assisting in any way. And it's just the requests keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? You come to long for the days where they were little and all they wanted was the little G.I. Joe, right? Oh, now they want houses and vehicles and oh my goodness. There's a recent study done by Stanford University and they took a group of, they took a group of people and they split them in half and found some people who actually had time to kill, which is such a weird concept. They, had, they actually had spare time and they split the group up and this this group they they were just like you know what you just continue to do as you always do right whether you play your games or you you hang out or you do whatever you're going to do with your spare time just just enjoy your spare time but this group what i want you to do is i want you in those moments to take a letter take a piece of paper and i want you to write a letter to a child in the hospital write a letter to a sick child this holiday season and just encourage them and remind them that they are loved and that Jesus loves them or whatever your faith background whatever just write a letter to this kid to encourage them this season <clears throat> and after I think it was a month of this study they brought everybody back and the group that continued to do as they always did came back and reported they just never felt like they had enough time that even the spare time it just seemed to fly by time just seemed to just be this luxury they never had but this other group that paused and took the time to write the letter and to encourage they said for some reason even though i spent the time doing a task it felt like i had more time it felt like the hours just stretched it just felt like there was more time to do the things I needed to do. And it was almost as if giving the time to the meaningful things made the time go longer. And as I think about that, I thought about come this holiday season, how many of us get to the end and we're just exhausted. Like, where did the time go? I felt like I never had enough time with everybody. I never got to where I needed to go. I never got to do what I wanted to do. And I wonder if part of it is we spend so much of this season just killing time. We're just sitting around. We're on our phones or we're we're hiding because we just need a break from the family. Sorry, coffee on side, bad. Okay. Um, and 
And I wonder if maybe the most life-giving thing we can do, because that's the point of holidays, the point of vacation, is not to just rest, because resting and just becoming stationary can actually rob us of our energy. It actually doesn't rejuvenate us. It actually makes us more tired. Um, to quote, I don't know who, it, I'm just blanking today. You know, the whole idea that once a mo- an object that is stationary wants to stay stationary, same way an um, object in motion wants to stay in motion, whatever law that is. Um, anyways, don't tell me. I don't care right now. I just want to. <laughs> but I wonder how much is we get in this rest, stationary, and, and time just starts to fly by. And we get to the end of our days, and we get to the end of our holidays, and we're just like, where did the time all go? And my challenge for us and my encouragement for us this season is maybe instead of we're worried about the, the boxes and the bags and the gifts and all the material things that we're given, how great and how small and comparing to what everybody else, you know, you always know that Uncle, Uncle Bob's always going to get the big stuff, right? And you're like, oh, my kid's got like three things and they're bringing, you know, instead of comparing all that, why don't we just worry about how we're going to give the most valuable, non-renewable resource we have. Why don't we worry about how we're going to spend our time? How can you make the most? How can you make the most of the time you have with your kids and your siblings and your parents or whoever it is you are going to have time with? How can you maximize it? How can you Make it something that is memorable, that they want to come back and get more. How can you make it something that is actually life-giving, not life-draining? Nobody ever ends up where they want to go by drifting. Everyone ends up where they want to go by being intentional. So how can you be more intentional with your time? And the reason I ask this is because when I read the story of Jesus... Jesus is the perfect, all-sufficient gift we all need. Jesus said, if you would just live righteously and seek my kingdom above all else, I will provide all of your needs. I'll meet you, I'll meet your needs for you. Seek me first. Seek the kingdom first. Live a righteous life, and all these other things will be added to you. And yes, Jesus came and he, he limited his divinity. He became like a man and he is the all-sufficient best gift. But the re- one of the reasons he's the best gift that's ever been given is because he gave us an example of what the perfect, the best life looks like. And one of the examples that Jesus set for us is the way that he spent his time. The Apostle John at the end of his chapter writes this, John 21, 25, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world cannot contain the books that would be written. Jesus lived a grand total of 33 years on this earth. And John says if everything Jesus accomplished in that short life were written down, the world, the earth couldn't contain the books that would be written. The Gospels we get, and so when we read this, we get this idea that when we read through Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, these accounts of Jesus' life, we start to realize that we are really just getting a minute snapshot. We are getting everything we need to build our faith, to be encouraged, and to walk in the things that God has called us to walk in. We are not getting the full picture. 
And when I think of my own life, you know, if you were to write down everything that I have accomplished, it's going to be probably one volume. It probably will fit on your, probably fit on, fit on your bookshelf, right? And we think of our own lives, it's like if we have an autobiography, some of you probably would have volumes. I think I could get it squeezed down to one. So he says, Jesus was so intentional. He was so giving of his time that if we tried to, John says, if we tried to write down everything that Jesus has accomplished, the world couldn't hold it. One translation said that the oceans would run dry because of all the ink that would be used to write it all down. And the amazing thing is that Jesus didn't stop just because he went, just because he ascended into heaven. Jesus continues to do great and amazing things. Jesus never wastes a moment. God can use all things to the good of those who love him and are called to his glorious purpose. Jesus is still doing great and amazing things. And so the call for us this Christmas season is how do we live in a way that honors Christ? How can we live in a way that imitates him? Well, don't waste a moment. Don't let a moment slip by where you're like, oh, I could have done so much more. And I'm not saying that you need to be perfect in this. There's gonna, you're going to have your moments, right? And it's, it's just part of life. But to be mindful of it, to be more intentional, to be ready to give your time to the people you love most, the people that God has put in your life to invest that time into. It is the greatest gift you could give. So this Christmas season, I challenge you, and I challenge myself, because I could be sitting there listening to this like, oh, I need to write this down. My challenge for you is to give it wisely, give it intentionally, and give it purposefully to everyone that you're going to come in contact with.